Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 612 on this already Thursday morning. Unlike last week, it seems as though this week is flying by, although I shouldn't have said that because I probably just slammed the brakes on the week. Didn't mean to do that. Sorry, let's take it back real quick. Today, pretty nice compared to yesterday. No rain, but it's coming back tomorrow. Highs today around oh, 57 or so. That's going to be about 3 o'clock. But then looking ahead to tomorrow, more rain coming, primarily in the afternoon, they're saying, as it stands now. Highs of 66, 100% chance for heavy storms then. Then Saturday, King's Day, nice sunny highs of 60. Increasing clouds on Sunday as the Saints take on the uh, Falcons in the Dome and beat them. And then Tampa Bay, I'm being optimistic here, and then Tampa Bay loses to Carolina and the Saints win the division. Highs of 58 then, then more rain coming on Monday. Robert Hogan joins us now, our friend, professor, department chair of political science at LSU. Good morning, Dr. Hogan. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. How much does likability matter when it comes to candidates, and is it different at the presidential level? Yeah, likability is this sort of amorphous thing that people, you know, they, they like somebody. They don't always know why, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, I, I think it's fair to say that um, political scientists, at least, view likability is is where a lot of the feelings about uh, the economy, a lot of feelings or, or concerns that people have, any pessimistic or optimistic attitudes they have about the future, along with their attitudes about um, uh, the you know the the issues that are at hand, or also about their perceptions about the political party, or even the other person that the, the presidential candidate is running against. All that sort of gets put into this whole thing of likability, and uh, it's not very different uh, than just general approval of, of a presidential candidate. And um, as polls have shown lately, neither candidate is, 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 is doing all that well with, in terms of overall approval. But yet, they are the leading candidate. That's correct. That's correct. And in part, and that is due to the fact that they have, one is an incumbent running for re-election. Um, it's very rare that a, a presidential candidate running for, obviously a president running for um, uh, re-election is challenged within his own party. Um, and you have a very similar situation, of course, this year, in a unique way with Donald Trump. He is a former president running uh, for office again. Um, and he has rivals, but none of them have been able to 
to um, to come close to to his level of popularity, and and so, I mean, then that nomination for the most part is 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 almost over, um, or will be in a few weeks. So um, yeah, um, this is this is a situation that you have it. You have two candidates that a lot of people don't necessarily, you know, maybe they would like to see somebody else, but hey, this is the person who seems to be winning, and we want to win, and so this is who we're going to back. To be, uh, I guess, an an understatement, it would be an understatement to say that a former president running for re-election, well, I don't know, running for another term in office after (laughs) losing a bid for re-election, that doesn't happen often, right? No, it, ha- it doesn't happen often at all. I mean, this this is not something that we've experienced in, in since the, the late 1800s. Uh, of all the other, it's, it's it's sort of it's somewhat happened before, but but you know, this I mean, the last time that it happened successfully was was back in the 1800s. So this is not something that's very common. So is Donald Trump in a way a de facto? Uh, incumbent? Do you have kind of two incumbents running against each other? In a yeah, way? I mean, I think that's I think that is a good way of looking at it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're known entities. Oftentimes, when you have a presidential election, there is one or maybe both candidates are not well known, and the campaign season that extends in the United States for a very long time um, uh, is about learning about each of the candidates, and so there is. A potential for that likability, approval rating to change um, for both of the candidates over the course of the campaign. You will see them stumble figuratively or or literally, (laughs) um, and that may affect how you view them. Uh, and uh, and how they react to to uh, you know campaign um, uh, you know accusations or, uh, cons- uh, or, or or events that occur you know how they react to to things is is very important to, to look at. But both of these candidates have been under the microscope for a very long time, so people know what to expect. There is nothing new there, and um, oftentimes campaigns are about a candidate trying to define his or her opponent in the campaign. I think those frames have already been well established. Um, uh, how much more do you need to know in order to develop an, a, a viewpoint about Trump, what he would do if reelected? What what more do you need to know about uh, about Biden uh, before you will you know, that, that would change your opinion of him? So um, this is a very different and a very unique situation that we're in in the United States, uh, and um, and I think that you're you're not going to see tremendous amounts of movement. In fact, the polls, as as you probably have seen over the past few months, indicate that there that this is going to be a close election, and this is something that political scientists have been saying for a long time. I mean, due to the the strength of partisanship that has that we're in currently in this polarized environment. Um, you're going to have these very close elections. What determines the outcome? Um, it's it's extremely hard to tell. Who knows what it would be? Um, uh, it's going to come down to candidate, excuse me, to voters um, who who maybe don't know very much about the candidates, who are low information voters, who are who say that they're independent voters. We like to say that there's a myth of independent voters. People do have a side that they that they like and they typically vote for. Um, but there are some voters who, who truly are sort of independent, but they don't tend to be very knowledgeable about, and they don't keep up with the issues all that well. 
Uh, so in a few swing states, you're going to have a few tens of thousands of people who ultimately swing the election for one side or the other. Is Are more people likely, the electorate more likely to vote for Trump and against Biden? <laughs> and what I mean by that, is, uh, sure. and uh, against Trump, rather. His 36 sure. to 40 percent, they, they'll vote for him no matter what. But then again, mm-hmm. the other people, are they voting really um, for Biden or against Trump? I guess what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, no, I think it's very fair to say that Trump's support uh, is 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 far more unwavering than than Joe Biden's uh, support. And is. it's always uh, between that, 36 and 40 percent, is it not? Pretty much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think most polls show that. Yeah, okay. um, but but I think I think Trump has a core group of people who support him, will support only him, and and heavens, they've been given lots of alternatives in this Republican primary. A wide variety of flavors of people who could take the nomination instead of Trump, and he has defeat. I mean, he is defeating all of them. Um, you know, I mean, I think that the, again, I think the Republican nomination is is basically over. I think that the candidates that are running, they're trying to either be hoping to be considered for vice president or they're hoping to be considered in 2028 um, at this point. So, um, you know, um, Trump is 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 the choice of the Republican um, electorate, and um, I think they're going to stay with him. Regardless, I think on the other side, I think I think Biden is supported by his constituency, certainly by Democrats, but he doesn't have that that loyal following. I think that that Trump has, and I think a lot of them, if you ask them about this, they would probably say, "Well, maybe that's a good thing." I mean, the, the Trump-like uh, devotion is is could be considered cult-like in in that this this devotion to this man, willing a willingness on the Republican Party's electorate to put aside. You know their pers- their perspective on a lot of important issues, um, completely changing their support of certain issues to support Donald Trump. Uh, so I mean, their 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 costs and benefits, positives and negatives to both to both of those sides. But when it comes down to a campaign, um, you know, if you can rely on about thirty six to forty percent of the electorate to really support you, regardless of what you say um, or what you do. Um, then um, that, that, is, that is a major advantage. Let me take a break. It is 621. We come back. We'll talk about that 36 to 40 percent. And what is it that Donald Trump, a New York real estate magnate, uh, businessman, never really did a hard day's work in his life? And I don't say that negatively. A lot of people are very successful and run organizations that, that don't move, lift shovels or turn wrenches or anything like that. But the fact is he hasn't, but he's managed to tap in to the people that do do work like that for a living and make him think that make them think that either he represents them or or make them believe that he represents them or is one of them and i just would like to know what the studies show what is it about that 36 to 40 percent what has he tapped into that just makes their support unwavering we're talking to dr robert hogan professor and department chair of political science at lsu 622 traffic now wwl Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 627, Tommy Tucker, WWO. A couple of minutes left with Dr. Robert Hogan, professor and department chair of political science at LSU. You know, uh, high-priced defense lawyers will bring in jury consultants to find out what jurors might be favorable to them, which ones might not be, and that happens during the voir dire process. That being said, I'm sure a lot of research has been done into the 36 to 40 percent of the nation that steadfastly support Donald Trump. And Dr. Robert Hogan, what what have what have they found? Is are there common denominators here? What does he tap into? Yeah, I mean, you can look at a lot of different issues. Polls will show you that you know that there's 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 a belief that Republicans, especially Donald Trump, because he's such a successful businessman, will be will bring economic prosperity to the country, those kinds of things. There are cultural warrior sorts of issues that a lot of people look to. You know, if you look at his policies, I mean, if look what he did when he was president. Um, a lot of the economic policies, the budgetary policies, taxation policies in particular, huge tax cuts that did not go to a lot of the people who support him. Mm-hmm. Um, these are tax cuts that went to ultra-wealthy people. Um, so why do they support him? Um, I mean, I think that it, a lot of it comes down to what I, I would phrase as grievance politics, that somebody else is getting a bigger slice of the pie than you are, and it's unfair. Um, whether Even if you're minorities. not getting a bigger piece of the pie. Oh, exactly, exactly. It is, it is unfair. The system is rigged against you. And um, minorities are getting an unfair advantage. Um, this is this anti-wokeism uh, that you, you see that is prevalent in the culture wars. Um, it's the anti-immigrant sentiment that is expressed um, with almost every breath of, 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 of Trump and his spokespeople for his campaign. The immigrants are pouring across the border, and they're here to get your stuff. Um, they want to they want to dilute your vote, right? That is the the conspiratorial, you know, aspect of, of all of this. So so grievance politics is the huge thing that's driving this, and no one can solve this problem better, in Trump's opinion, uh, than Donald Trump. At and, some point, and, Professor, the American public, not the American public, but mm-hmm. some people were convinced, and I think conservative talk radio had a lot to do with this, convinced people that voting against things that were in their own interest was somehow patriotic. Is that accurate? Well, um, I think that that is certainly part of what the message that they're trying to send. Um, this is this grievance politics is about returning things to the way they were in the past or the ideal of what things were in the past. Um, it's hard to, to, to say things were, were all that great <laughs> in the 1950s and 60s for a large swath of the American public. Uh, but we can, we can, you know, that's, that's sort of the message that they're trying to, to, to send. And it's something that resonates. It resonates dramatically. And you can see it when you talk to voters and when you, when you see them interviewed on, on shows, uh, on the radio, uh, you know, they, they tell you these things. They, they want their fair share. And, um, and they think that Donald Trump is the person who's best 
uh, situated to deliver it. Thank you, Dr. Hogan. I appreciate your time. Dr. Robert Hogan, Professor, Department Chair, Political Science at LSU. We'll come back. We'll talk to Mike Strain, Commissioner Louisiana, Department of Agriculture and Forestry. 6.30, time for WWL First News. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.